You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Although there are a lot of parables of the Lord Jesus Christ, there's around probably 40 plus uh, parables that the Lord Jesus Christ gave to us. But uh, then we have we focus only so much on the on eight, at least eight parables. Luke chapter 16 verses 1 to 13. We'll be reading from the parable of the dishonest manager. So let's open our Bible to Luke chapter 16. And let's all stand up, no, just to give reverence to the word of the Lord. And uh, let me start off with verse 1. Luke chapter 16, he also said to the disciples, now this is Jesus Christ uh, saying this, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. Now let me mention a bit, no, the word uh, charges, yung seltang charges purito sa ESV, and probably in your version, uh, sa, in, in the Greek word, this simply uh, means diabolos or diaboli, which is where we get the word uh, Jablo or Satan. Because remember, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. So whenever you accuse somebody, you are reflecting the nature of Satan. So wag kayong mag-accuse ng tao. Don't even accuse somebody. Okay? Dahil kapag ka nag-accuse kayo at may sinasabi kayo hindi tama do sa tao, you are like acting the nature of Satan himself. So this is what's happening right now because he's, you know, throwing charges against, you know, another person. It says here, and he called him and said to him, verse 2, What is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do, since my master is taking the management away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. In other words, ayokong maghirap at ayoko ring uh, manghingi, nakakahiya. No? So, kumbaga sa kanya, meron pa pride. I have decided what to do, so that when I am removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So, summoning his man, man, uh, master's debtors, one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He said, a hundred measures of oil. He said to him, take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Again, this is 50% discount, no? Hindi, hindi na niya inano. Okay, hindi na chinarge. Then he said to another, how much do you owe? He said, a hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and write 80. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwelling. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he, he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you so much for, again, this word that you have given us. And truly, that even this word, Lord, was written more than 2,000 years, Lord. We believe that, God, this still can really create an impact, Lord, in our life. Because your word is inspired. Your word is truth, Lord. And we submit ourselves, Lord, to the authority of your word. God, we pray and ask for your Holy Spirit to move, Lord, in a mighty way, fresh new way, Lord. And just speak to us, Lord, especially, Lord, to those who are going through some things in their life, 
trials and testings and struggles in their life. Lord, mangusap po kayo sa kanila, Panginoon, and we pray that you will give us and grant us the peace that comes from you. Lord, release your people from any worry. Release your people right now from any cares and concern and allow us, Lord, to focus, Lord, on the truth of your word along with focusing on the author and the finisher of our faith who is you, Jesus, in our life. Once more, the glory belongs to you. We pray this in your name in all God's peace, Almighty. Amen. Amen. You may all take your seats, please. We are talking about the parable of the shrewd manager. Later on, I'll explain to you what the word shrewd is. Now, since we are uh, talking about this, about money, if you notice that for the last uh, few weeks, we've been talking about money, we've been talking about investment, and I'll show you a picture, and this picture is, uh, of course, um, has, uh, I mean, will give us an idea about how people around the world are thinking about wealth and about possession. Now, if you are familiar with the terracotta soldiers that was dug up in 1975 uh, in China, uh, they have a belief no, over the terracotta soldiers. Now, this is a picture of the terracotta soldiers. These three pits, in other words, there are three pits that they were able to dug up uh, during 1975, and the combined total of all the terracotta soldiers that they've counted are around 8,000 terracotta soldiers. And 130 are chariots, there are 520 horses, and 150 cavalry horses. Now, the purpose of this is to guard the emperor in the afterlife. So, pagka namatay emperor na yun, si Queen Shi uh, Huang Ti, then there is, or there are soldiers who will guard him on the afterlife. That's their belief because this is a Chinese belief. And so they still hold on to this. Even during the time in the ancient Near East, uh, in Egypt, the Pharaoh also believed that as well. And this is not new anymore because the Pharaohs also believe that when they die, they, I mean the servants must also be buried with them even though they are alive. So they have to be buried alive along with the dead Pharaoh. Because they believe that in the next life, they need servants. So kawawa yung mga helper ng mga fero. Talagang masasama silang buhay. Kaya wala silang choice. But they have to really be buried alive as well. And the same thing also is happening today. Because if you notice that even in our, in our uh, uh, mean present generation, there are also people who believe that they need you know these things. And these this are paper moshe of uh, cars and mansions that when a person dies, kailangan sunugin itong mga to para magkaroon sila ng mga kotse sa kabilang buhay. Yeah, and they believe this. And normally, the Chinese uh, people believe this, especially from other countries. Naniniwala sila dyan. Now, they have to burn this because they believe that the person who died needs this. So, kailang, yun nga lang, hindi ko lang alam kung, ang, ano, eh, kung may panggasolina sila roon. So, <laughs> kailangan siyempre petrol or no, whatever. No? So, at the same time, they also you know, have to burn paper moshe of you know, human figures because they believe that they need also helpers in the next life. So, magsusunog sila ng mga mukhang tao para kailangan nila rin ng mga servant roon. Hindi lang yon, but also, they need also money. They also have to burn money, paper money, paper moshe again. So, they have to burn it. And that depends, really, if the person is rich. And so, if you have a lot of paper moshe, that's why these things are being sold, especially in uh, different uh, Chinese locations. Uh, in, in other countries. So probably here in the Philippines, also they practice that as well. So, and this is uh, what they do. They burn it so that uh, whenever it's being burned, they believe that uh, the person who died, their relative or whoever that is, will receive all of those things. Now, the Bible is clear 
Because it says here in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 79, we didn't bring anything into the world and we can't take anything out of it. In other words, you can take anything out of this world. Once you are born here, everything that you see here, all the material things and temporal things that you can see, you will have to leave that. Kahit na gano'ng kakayaman, kahit na ilang ilang lote ang nabili, nabili mo sa lupang ito, walang madadala sa kabilang buhay. You will end up, you know, there in the next life, either you are full or empty. Meaning, depende sa kung paano ka nabuhay rito for the Lord. Now, let me move on with this. As long as we have food and clothes, we should be satisfied. But people who want to get rich keep falling into temptation. If your desire is to just be rich, then you will surely fall into temptation. And I hope that our desire is not just, you know, to be rich. Because if that is only the goal of our life, then I tell you, that is dangerous. That is very, very dangerous. It will, I mean, we will see ourselves being pulled down when the time comes. They are trapped by many stupid and harmful desires, which drown them in destruction and ruin. I'm reading, by the way, from the God's Word translation. Let me move on with the passage. In verse 10, it says, Certainly, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Now, it says there the love of money. It is that money that is evil because money is amoral. Money can be used for wickedness, but it can also be used to give glory and honor to the Lord. So, sa money po, amoral po ang money. It is like also a guitar. A guitar is amoral. You can use it for wickedness. You can also use it, of course, to glorify the Lord. So, there are things that we can use for wickedness. There are also things that people can use to give glory and honor for the Lord. And it says here, some people have set their hearts on getting rich, have wandered away from the Christian faith, and have caused themselves a lot of grief. In other words, if your focus is just money, to the point that you neglect attending church on a Sunday, to the point that you neglect reading the scripture, to the point that you neglect even discipling people, and just focus on money and position and power, everything else, then that simply means you are committing and being guilty of, of course, idolatry. And let me, let me just expound on that, okay, uh, later. Now, Bernard of Clairvaux said this. Money no more satisfies the hunger of the mind than air supplies the body need or the body's need for bread. Hindi po kayang gampanan ng pera ang mga bagay, ilang bagay sa ating buhay. Hanggang dun lang yon. That is why let us learn from the parable of the shrewd manager. How can we apply this lesson? And I'd like to share with you at least three lessons that we can learn from the parable of the shrewd manager. But before that, I'd like to define first what does the word shrewd mean. The word shrewd in the Greek, it simply means phronimos, which means prudent, okay, prudently. Or prudent, according to a dictionary, it means acting with or showing care and thought for the future. In other words, um, what, what the Lord Jesus Christ is saying is that he is, he is commending the shrewdness, but not, of course, the practice of being shrewd. Because being shrewd in the scripture, especially in that parable, is negative. So it's like saying that, you know, this, this guy is much better in, in his thinking cleverly because he knows how to reach out to these people in his own generation rather than, you know, the believers who don't know how to reach people using whatever that they have. The word shrewd in other versions, it, it means wise in the King James Version. In, in, the, in God's Word translation, it means clever. In the Holman Christian Standard Bible, it means astute or, you know, knowing, do, uh, uh, I mean, knowing what to do ahead 
And at the same time, uh, in the Darby, uh, Bible translation, it means prudent as well. So again, speaking of the word, uh, sh- uh, I mean, uh, shrewd, it has a positive connotation, but at the same time, it has a negative connotation. So in our case, we have to turn that around and see how we can apply okay, the word shrewdness in our case. Then let me jump to that, my, uh, our first lesson. The first one is that you have to use your earthly possession for heavenly investment. Earthly possession, heavenly investment. Earthly, heavenly. Two different things. Now, let's go back to my uh, that, uh, passage. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation. In other words, this guy who is an unbeliever is really more shrewd or clever in reaching his own generation, people who are like him. And in our case, people who are unbelievers, people, people who are not Christian, they are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. Now, what does this mean? Some commentators believe that the friends here, okay, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. They believe that it really speaks of you reaching out to the people so that you will be, you will enter into eternal, one day when, when these people come to know the Lord, then these people will receive you into eternal dwelling. Meaning, na pagdating ng araw, itong mga taong itong na-reach out mo, sila'y makikita mo sa eternal dwelling pagdating ng araw. Some also commentator believe that uh, this word, this, this passage means that it's the Lord also who is uh, telling us to, to use whatever that we have in order to reach out to the unbelievers. Okay? Make friends for yourself by means of unrighteous wealth. Meaning, makipagkaibigan ka sa mga hindi mananampalataya at gamitin mo kung meron ka in order to reach out to those people. Uh, that's what uh, other commentators believe. Now, let me just uh, also inject this. Some people are using money as well to reach out, of course, to the lost souls. Meaning, lost souls in the area of purgatory. Because they thought that whenever they do, um, I mean, offer, uh, let's say, mass cards, then people will you know, turn out to transfer from purgatory towards heaven. I mean, that is not what the scripture teaches. Now, I mean, I have to also, I understand, of course, our uh, Roman Catholic friends who are, who believes in this because they believe that this is their belief, that they believe that when a person is in purgatory, you, whatever that you have here in this world, you can actually buy mass cards so that your, so that their relative can actually transfer from purgatory to heaven. The word purgatory came from the word, of course, to purge. Kumbaga parang pinupurga. Yun ay bisibi nun. Pinupurga ka, hindi nang, alam mo na sa chan, kundi pinupurga ka ng kasalanan mo. Pinupurge ka. You are being purged of all your sins, remaining sins. And you're talking about venial sins, according to them. Now, I mean, this, this cannot be found in the scripture. Because the scripture only talks of, of course, heaven and hell. There's no purgatory. And the scripture is also clear in Hebrews 9.27 that it says there, And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes what? Judgment. So a person who is an unbeliever here in this world, if a person does, rejects the Lord and does not receive Him in his life today, that person is immediately condemned already. Hindi, pa, hindi niya kailangan pumunta sa hell para condemn. Dito pa lang condemn na siya kapag hindi niya tinatanggap si Lord. 
That is why if he continues to reject Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, then immediately that person is condemned, especially lalo na kapag na matay siya at wala na wala, I mean, na wala ang Panginoon sa kanyang buhay. Double condemnation. Lalo pag binasahan pa siya, triple condemnation dating. So talaga as in, sobra-sobra condemnation. And that's why again, speaking about this passage, it is not true that when a person dies, there's a chance for next life na makabalik siya uli. And that's why we, we believe that there's no reincarnation. Reincarnation is not true. It's an Eastern concept. And people sometimes tend to think na, uh, I, I feel like I'm a princess. You know, uh, because I, I already noticed, you know, this kind of people, they are my subjects before, you know, uh, 500 years ago. Something like that. Parang deja vu ang dating. Pero minsan, I don't know if you are also, uh, parang if you have also experienced, parang, parang napuntahan ko na to, itong lugar na to. Parang feeling mo, parang napuntahan mo na. Nakasakay na ako dito sa tricycle na to eh. Na, parang nakasakay na, to, na ako dito sa, sa, ano, sa, sa parang uh, parte na to ng jeep. Okay? Para napuntahan ko. Now again, ba, baka mamaya naghahalusinitan tayo. But again, people call that deja vu. Now, reincarnation is not true. Reincarnation cannot, cannot found its uh, uh, truth from the scripture because the scripture says that man only die once and after that, of course, judgment. And again, we're talking about uh, re- resurrection, but, but, but not reincarnation, of course. So, going back, okay, in, conte- in the contemporary English version, it says, we die only once. Not twice, not thrice, but we die only once, and then we are judged. Now, that's why I would say that we have to understand that people, yes, are, uh, p- we need to understand that people, when they go there in that particular place, there's no more turning back. Hindi, hindi ka na pwedeng magsabi ng, ay Lord, nagkamali ako. Sorry, pwede bang bumalik uli sa lupa at magkaroon uli ng chance naman. There's no chance anymore for us to go down here and accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Once a person is in that eternal torment, it's already forever and ever up to eternity. And there's no way for a person to come back here and make a decision once more. That is why, speaking of the things, especially the things that we have, ano kaya ang ginagawa natin? sa ating sa at, sa binigay ng Panginoon sa atin yung kinalo, yung pinagkaloob niya sa atin are we using that really to reach out for people now you have to understand that people sometimes tend to look at a person in this way they look at a person as a client they look at as a, pers- a person as a customer maaring customer mo siya tinitingnan mo siyang customer maaring tinitingnan mo siya as a patient if you are a doctor you're looking at a person as a patient or probably a purchaser or a subscriber if you are you know probably in a sky cable or any company okay telecommunication company you're looking at the person as a subscriber or a patron or a consumer or a buyer a shopper if you're if you are if you own a grocery or a department store or you can also look at the person as an office mate a classmate what else a neighbor a friend a relative a driver Hindi sa Senado, okay? Uh, employer, employee, family, what else? Passenger, doctor. You can look also that, that person as a Facebook friend. But however, the problem is that we don't look at that person as a lost soul. You have to understand that we have to look at that person as a lost soul. That person is a lost soul. The reason why you are a friend to that person, and if that person is an unbeliever, your goal and your purpose is really to win that person for the Lord. It is not just for you to be a friend for that person. Hindi lang yon. 
you're missing the point of friendship. You're missing the point of contact with that person. But that person is a lost soul that you can reach out for the Lord. Whether that person is a customer, whether that person is a client, whether that person is an employee or probably your boss, whoever that person is, use whatever that you have in order to reach out to that person. Because that person, the lost soul that we meet, meet here, especially in this world, is the only investment that we can bring actually to heaven. You cannot bring the things that we have right now in this earth. There's only one thing that you can bring to heaven, and that is a lost soul. Ang kaluluwa ng tao. Yun ang po talaga. Wala na iba. And you will be amazed and surprised because even Jesus Christ had to really connect with, you know, people. And despite the fact that he is so much busy with a lot of people, he still managed to connect with one person. And who is that person? None other than Zacchaeus himself. Imagine there's a lot of people who are listening to him, following him wherever he goes, and all of a sudden he look up and talk to Zacchaeus. And stop and look up. He didn't mind the other people. And what did he say? Jesus Christ said, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. For I must stay at your house when? Today. Today. He is really mindful of that person. He looks at the pers- that person as a lost soul. And again, for us, in our case, are we looking also to the people around us as a lost soul? How about our relatives, our family? Are we looking at them as a lost soul? If not, then probably we have to go back to the Lord again and seek the Lord and say, Lord, give me this compassion. Use whatever that I have in order to, of course, reach out to those lost souls. I also... Uh, Remember, uh, whenever I uh, connect with other people, I sometimes invite them over to, uh, let's say, coffee shop. I remember when I was still working in that uh, airline industry, and then I have a one-hour break. During my one-hour break, I eat for uh, probably less than 30 minutes. And then after that, I go down in uh, the Green Belt, area in Makati. I was still working in Makati area. And then I noticed that there are some people who are sitting there and having this magazine and showing it to the people. Then the magazine is actually, uh, they, they are actually a religious group. And I, I uh, understand probably you are familiar with them. Yung mga kumakatok-katok sa bahay at may mga magazine. Now, I, I, what, what I do is I sit beside them and talk to them. Hi. Uh, matagal ka na ba rito? Okay. Um, by the way, I'm June. Um, where do you work? And then all of a sudden, you know, we uh, already are in a conversation. And then afterwards, I will invite them or uh, invited person. By the way, um, is it okay if I uh, want to know more about what you believe or probably um, tell me about, you know, the things that you believe so that uh, who knows? I, I can also, you know, understand from where you're coming from. And uh, don't worry, okay? Uh, I'll be the one to treat you. It's all on me. And I'll treat them. And so, siyempre, sino magsasabi na kapag ikaw nag-treat, sigurado yung susunod yan sa'yo. At ikaw, and, and ikaw magdodominate minsan ng conversation. Okay? Kasi nga dahil sa nilibre, nilibre mo siya. So, I'm using whatever that I have. And so, so far naman, um, it's, you know, the conversation went, you know, good. I also... Remember this um, again. This is him, no? uh, a friend also that I know. His family 
also, uh, uh, he, he can't actually bring his family to church. So what he did was this. Okay, um, let's, uh, let's eat okay, on a Sunday. I'll treat you uh, for lunch. But before we eat our lunch, let's attend church first. So all of the family actually went with him every Sunday. Kasi ang sinasabi niya, akong bahala, akong malilibre, taya ako to. Lunch, titrito kayong lahat. Sa kagagawa niya yun, every Sunday, he does that. One by one, his mother, his father, his sibling actually went through Victory Weekend already and they became Christian as a result of that. Wow! Come on, let's give God the praise. I mean, what I'm saying is that He's using whatever he has. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, now imagine this. Okay, let me just uh, give you this um, illustration. You will also notice that, you know, there are some organizations and companies. Whenever there are disasters and whenever there are uh, situations in our country, at kapag alimbawang meron mga uh, baha or, or probably uh, mga sunog, some organizations are the ones who are helping these people. But you will also notice, again, I have nothing against you know what they're doing because that's good. But however, you have to check the motive because they, you will notice that what is really uh, in front is the name of their organization so that the, the motive behind is to promote their organization more than the helping. But I have not seen an organization that they actually help these particular people and not front the name of their organization. That's why I would say that Sabi ni Jesus, do not let the right hand, uh, do not let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. Because that's the motive of the people. Yun palagi motibo. They will always, you know, go and front their name rather than really do it for the Lord. But however, for us, the end is really to bring that person to the Lord Jesus Christ and not really for us and not really for our product to be promoted. But then again, it's really for the Lord Himself. The motive really is different. Again, for the, for the, for the believers, whenever we, we reach out to people, it should be in a different way. That's why if, you're, if that person is a friend, if that person is a family member, you have to always ask the Lord, Lord, how can I bring this person to you? Use whatever that I have, whether it's in the area of money or material things, use whatever that I have. The goal is really to reach out to this person. Second, aside from that, is that use your temporal possession for eternal riches. Temporal possession, eternal riches. Again, you will see that temporal possession and eternal riches are two different things. Let me go back to the passage in Luke 16, verse 10 to 11. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you or who will entrust to you the true riches? Hindi ka mapagkakatiwalaan ng true riches. And what is the true riches? The true riches are not the things that we can see here in this world because the true riches here simply means the real wealth. Not, not in this world, but the real wealth in heaven. The real wealth when we die afterwards. And I would say the real wealth is the things that we can see right now. If only the Lord can show us the real wealth, probably all of us will really be amazed and surprised that this is the very thing that I'm preparing for you. But however, of course, God will not do that because if that is the case, then all of us will be serving the Lord because of the wealth that we can see in heaven. And I hope that our goal really is to honor the Lord and serve Him because we love Him rather than the wealth that we, we will, um, I mean, uh, accept when the time comes. In the scripture, 
It says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, in the contemporary English version, it says, But it is just as the scriptures say, What God has planned for people who love Him is more than eyes have seen or ears have heard. It has never even entered our minds. In other words, the things that God is preparing for us, I mean, you can just imagine what that is. It, it is really mind-blowing. I mean, you can just imagine what God has prepared for those who love Him. And at the same time, who are called according, of course, to His purpose. And that's why in uh, the next verse, in verse 10, says, God's Spirit has shown, you, has shown you everything. His Spirit finds out everything, even what is deep in the mind of God. And when you check the Scripture, when you read the Scripture and understand it, the Scripture already tells us, and the Spirit of God already tells us and reveals to us what, is, what, is, what, what those are. But however, people are really not mindful about it. Hindi tayo masyadong mindful sa mga bagay na ito. Kaya ang tingin pa rin natin ay sa mundo pa rin. No? Kung baga parang whatever that you are doing here in this world, you know, hanggang dito lang. Pero we are not really heavenly minded. There are people who are like that. And so what are we going to do about it? Let's also understand that when the time comes, rewards will be different. There are categories in terms of rewards. In Luke chapter 19, 16 to 19, it says here, The first came before him saying, Lord, your mina has made ten minas more. Now, the responsibility of this person is of course to take care of the ten minas and to invest it. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you have been faithful in a very little. You shall have authority over how many cities? Ten cities. Ten. Sampung city. Greater responsibility here, greater responsibility in the next. Okay? And many theologians believe that there are categories, of course, of reward when the time comes. So this is why you have to be always faithful in whatever God has given you. Another, in verse, in another verse, okay, in verse 18 it says, And the second came saying, Lord, your mina has made five minas. And he said to him, And you are to be over how many cities? Five cities. The, one, the first one, ten cities. The next one is five cities. You will notice now that there are categories. If you have been entrusted with this much, you will also be entrusted with something, of course, when the time comes. But however, there are people that have this much and they are not faithful in this much. That's why when the time comes, malit lang your responsibility. In other words, the reward is pretty much different. And I would say that one day, we will really be surprised. And one day, we will say, sayang, kung alam ko lang sana, if only I know na ito pala yung mangyari, sana nagpagamit ako ng Jesus Panginoon. Sana. Ang ginawa ko, I really invested so much in the kingdom of the Lord. Invest, okay, in eternal riches as well. Let's not forget that there is, you know, these things after this life. Our life is not the only life that we have here right now. There is a life after this. Okay? There is a life after this. According to a scholar, Archibald Thomas Robertson, and he commented about that certain passage. He's a New Testament Bible scholar. This is what he said, The man who can be trusted in a very small thing will be promoted to large responsibilities when the time comes. And he's speaking in a heavenly, you know, uh, in terms of afterlife. Okay, in terms of afterlife. The man who can be trusted in a very small thing will be promoted to large responsibilities. What does the scripture say in Luke 16, 12? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, meaning if you have not been faithful with you know, the thing that was entrusted to you and who owns everything, it's the Lord. Pag-aari naman ng Panginoon lahat ng ito eh. Kung ano yung meron ka, it's really the Lord who owns that. 
God owns this. God owns whatever that we have. And so we have to take care of it. We have to be good steward of that. And if we are not faithful with what the Lord is, with what God has given us, then who will give you that which is your own? And the Lord will only bless, of course, those people who can be entrusted and who are faithful with whatever that He has. And the word here, that which is your own, simply means in the language of the Greek, is to be possessed, meaning something that we possess, something that was allocated by, uh, for us, and something that is proceeding from us. Because when the Lord sees that you are faithful, then you have that, you possess that, it was allocated for you. Merong allocation ang Panginoon sa mga taong faithful, sa mga malilit na bagay, at sa malaking bagay. And once you are allocated with that, then the blessings will also proceed, you know, from you. This is not for you alone. It will not end in you, but you are just a channel of blessing for others. Remember, you are a channel of blessing. The blessing that you receive is not just for you. It is also for the people around you and especially in use for God's kingdom as well. Dr. William Barclay has this to say. He said, no man will be, adva- no man will be advanced to a higher office until he has given proof of his honesty and ability in a smaller position. You have to be faithful where you are. If the Lord has given you a job, and right now that job is probably not a, uh, I mean, a, a, that job has not given you a, a huge responsibility, or it is not really huge for you, then be faithful with what you have right now. Be faithful with the money that God has entrusted you. If you are probably investing in a small business, then be faithful with that business. If you are in this kind of position, be faithful in that position. After all, promotion does not come from men. Promotion comes from the Lord. It's the Lord who promotes us. Hindi po tayo dapat na sumipsip sa tao. Okay? Huwag kang sisipsip sa tao. Pumunta ka kay, kay Lord palagi. Kasi ang iba kasi humihigop talaga eh. Sa tao kaya kumbaga parang ano eh, hindi na sipsip. He, he really makes a way para tumaas ang kanyang posisyon. Huwag mong gagawin yon. Pabayaan mo si Lord ang gumawa nun. Let the Lord do His work. And the Lord has a way of really placing us in a position of influence. And the Lord has a way of really blessing us. That's why speaking about these things, if you are blessed, if you are blessed with you know, material blessing and probably financial finances, then why don't you use yourself as a child of blessing? Because there are some people na, alam niyo, tipong sobrang higpit. Alam nilang mayaman sila. Okay? Mayaman sila sa mata ng mga tao, pero ano eh, medyo oh, may hatak eh. Okay? Ang, ang dating, ano eh, let me use the word, ah, kuripot. Okay? Pero ang alam ko, walang krisyanong kuripot ang krisyano galit sa pera dahil sa gusto mong bless ng ibang tao. Alam mo na, ano eh, nakakita ka naman taong tipong parang mapapagalimang sinabi na, hindi uh, ka nga, ibibless kita. Tapos bigyan kinawas, hindi, gusto ko, ikaw, ako, ikaw, ako mag-bless sa'yo. Hindi, gusto ko, ako mag-bless sa'yo. Eh, gusto mo, ikaw na palagi na mag-bless para ikaw mag-bless ni Lord. Eh. Ako naman mag-bless sa'yo. So, wag naman kayo mag-aaway pag ganyan. Okay? Pabayaan muna siya, okay? Let that, let that person bless you first and then the next time, you will bless that person. But you know what? Whenever you bless other people, the Lord has a way of blessing you as well. I mean, that's the, that's the irony of it. That's why whenever you see some people and if you are called to bless that person, if the Holy Spirit is telling you bless that person, then you, you go ahead and bless that person. Ilibre mo siya sa Starbucks, ilibre mo siya ng Dunkin' Donuts, I don't know. But just blessed person. I remember one person who, who um, again, this is he, okay? I'm not saying that you do it. This person, whenever he comes to church, he already has a 500 pesos in his pocket. And whenever he saw a person in this congregation, 
and the Lord spoke to him and said, blessed person with the 500 peso. He goes to that person and say, the Lord tells me to give you this amount. Now, if ever na wala siyang hindi siya kinausap ng Lord, if ever na hindi siya kinausap ng Lord, then matatagdagan niya sa next Sunday. So, 1,000 na. Okay? Pag hindi pa rin kinausap, 1,500 na. At pag kinausap Lord, 1,500 Sana nga, dumating sa punto, 10,000, ano? Huwag sana magsalita. <laughs> Tapos bigal kinausap Lord, ikaw pala ibibless niya. Okay yun, ha? Talagang uh, sabi ni Lord, ano? Ibless kita ganito. Now, this, that is Him. And you know what? His testimony really is a blessing because He cannot really outgive the Lord. That's His way of really returning the blessing to other people as well. And at the same time, to give glory and honor to Him. Remember, in Romans 12, 6, it says here, having, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, there is a gift that was given to us. And if you are that person who is blessed in the area of, in the area of your wealth, in the area of finances, then let's use them. Let's, let's be sensitive how God can use us in the area of giving. Because in another case, there, of course, there are a lot of gifts, but if ever we, are, we have this kind of uh, gift, then let us learn to contribute and at the same time do this in generosity. Sinuritiyong alam mong mayaman ka. Ay, 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 Lord, kaya nga faith eh. Okay? Sinuriti alam mong mayaman ka. Okay? Di ba? Ay, may taas mo. Sabi mo, para makita ni Lord, eh, pagkalimbawang ano, lo, ang anak ko, ano talaga. Pero siguro di mo, you have to use it for His honor and for His glory. Always think about that. Invest, of course, because there are eternal riches after this. Yes, we have earthly possession, but there are also eternal, eternal riches as well. The third one that I'd like to also share is that use your material possession for spiritual riches. Use the material possession for spiritual riches. What does it mean? Material possession, spiritual riches. What I mean by spiritual riches are the blessings that we are receiving. Because whenever we give, whenever we are generous with what we have, I mean, ibay. Iba yung nararamdaman natin whenever you bless other people. I mean, it is like as if surrendering to the Lord everything. Let me just read the passage first before expounding. Luke 16.13 says, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve both God and money. That's mammon. Mammon is an Aramaic word for wealth, Riches and or earthly goods. Hindi po mamon, okay? Napakain. Mamon, okay? So mamon. Medyo ang diin po ay nasa una. Mamon, okay? Hindi po mamon, okay? Mamon means, of course, money in the Aramaic word. And you don't need to bow down to money in order for you to be guilty of idolatry. You don't need to do that. All you need to do is just to focus on money and you will be guilty of idolatry already. If you focus so much on your job to the point that you neglect the Lord in your life, that is already being guilty of idolatry. If you focus on whatever that you're doing in your business to the point that you neglect the most important thing, especially the Lord, and you don't have time anymore in attending church or probably doing the things for the Lord, discipling people and reaching out to others, and your focus is just money, then that is actually idolatry already. There's no need for you to bow down and, you know, Prostrate yourself in front of money. Just do that, and that's idolatry already. That is why the Lord is guarding us from that. In fact, if you will only probably count you know, the number of preaching of the Lord in the New Testament with regards to money, you will be amazed that there are you know, thousands of verses dealing with money. Napakarami. Why? Because the Lord is guarding us from greediness. 
there's a tendency for us to be greedy over money. The scripture also says in Second Corinthians 8-2, For in severe tests of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. And who are this? These people are the Macedonian church. Even though they are you know, poor, they still manage to give because it's a joy to give. And you know what? Whenever you give, it removes stress from you. It removes the worry. Because why? Because you believe that the Lord is the one who provides for your need. Bakit ang tao kuripot? Kasi dahil alam niya na siya ang nagtatrabaho eh. Siya kasi nagtatrabaho. Pero kapag ang tao nagbibigay, alam niya kasi kung sino nagtatrabaho, si Lord. Kapag halimbawa ang kuripot tayo, ang tendency niyan, nag-aalala ka, baka mamaya wala ka nang kitain sa susunod. Pero kapag halimbawang ikaw ay nagbe-bless, at the same time you are generous, you know that you know that the Lord is the one who's giving you clients and customers, and at the same time, He also is the one who promotes you. I mean, remove yourself from any worry. Remove yourself from any fear. Remove yourself from anything, any doubt, because you believe that you believe that the Lord is the one who is going to bless all your needs, and even your family, and even your children as well. Maniwala po kayo. I mean, you will be amazed how the Lord will do that. That is why sabi nga ng scripture, Without faith, you cannot please the Lord. Faith lang po ang kailangan in order for you to understand that God is pleased with whatever that you are doing. Do it for the Lord. Huwag mong gagayahin ibang tao. Ay, an- ang ginawa niya, ano nagdadala sa 100, ng 500 pesos every Sunday? Ako, 1,000. Huwag mong gagawin yun kapag hindi ka kinausap ni Lord. I mean, there should be a, you know, meron kailangan confirmation galing sa Panginoon kasi baka mamaya, ma-ano ma- ka eh, ma-frustrate ka. Sabi nila, mabibless ako, nagbibigay ako ng 1,000 every Sunday, hindi naman eh. Ayoko na umatay sa church niya, hindi pala totoo. Don't do that. But, you know, you have to understand, again, that there is a truth in this, that money as well cannot buy you a lot of things. Now, let me just uh, share this with you. Money can buy a house, but not a home. Money can buy a bed, but not rest. Money can buy a clock, but not eternity. Money can buy a book, but not wisdom. Money can buy medicine, but not physical health. Money can buy position but not integrity. Money can buy blood but not eternal life. Money can buy insurance but not divine protection. You see, money is not everything. Wag po nating hayaan na umikot po ang buhay natin sa pera. Wag. Sabihin mo sa katabi mo, wag na wag kang magpapaikot ang buhay mo sa pera. Sabihin mo, wag. Delikado. Second Corinthians 8.9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sake He became poor, so that you by His poverty might become rich. Wow! Even though Jesus Christ did that when He came here, though He was rich, He became poor, so that we can be rich, you know, in blessings. Imagine that if you are giving, a lot of things are being protected. You know what? The, the enemy is a devourer. He's the devourer of a lot of things. He devours the joy in us. He devours our our, our health. He devours everything. That is why don't allow money to be the source of your problem. Ang pera po, pabayaan niyo po ang Panginoon ang mga problema kung paano po tayo i-bless. Alam na ng Panginoon kung ano po yung kailangan natin. The Lord knows what we need. You know what? In the book of Hebrews, sabi po ron, and I, I will quote this, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. You know what? You check the book of Hebrews. The context of that speaks of finances. It speaks of finances. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Why? Kasi alam niya ang tao kakabahan kapag halimbawang medyo nagdideplete na ang kanyang finances. 
Lord, isang million na lang sa bangko ko, Lord. Kinakabahan na ako, Lord. Ah. Buti ka nga may isang million. Malachi 3, 10 to 12, Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, sabi ni Lord. Now this speaks of the, about the Israelites. The Lord is telling the Israelites, Test me in this. Put me to the test. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need hanggang sa ang blessing makita mo lumalabas sa tenga mo yung blessing. <laughs> Kung pwede na sabihin niya, no? The Israelites need to be to, to understand this and at the same time us because why we are spiritual Israelites as well. When you accepted the Lord, the blessing of the Old Testament to the Israelites is also the blessing that we receive today. Hindi lang po para sa kanilang blessing, para rin po sa atin. Hindi, hindi po yung nakareserve lang sa kanila, sa atin po yung blessing, we claim it. We also claim that blessing as well. Huwag yung isipin na sa kanila lang, it's also for us. And last, the verse here is that, I will rebuke the devourer for you, so that it will not destroy the fruits of your soil, and your vine in the field shall not fail to, hear, to bear, says the Lord of hosts, then all nations will call you blessed. For you will be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. You will be blessed. God wants us to be blessed in this particular area. That's why God wants us to trust in Him. And God wants to remove, you know, those doubts and those fear in us. And once we do that, you will really see how the Lord will really move. Now, I'd like to show you a video. This video is about Stanley Tam. Stanley Tam is the owner of a plastic corporation. And Stanley Tam is a believer. And you know what? This is what he said. He became a Christian at a young age. And when he organized and he, when he put up his business, he said, he said to his lawyer, I want you to place in that contract that my senior partner is none other than the Lord. Contract. You're talking about contract. You write there that my senior partner is the, the lawyer said, I don't think that is possible. <laughs> I mean, hindi pwedeng pumirma si Lord eh. Kasi di ba kapag ka-contract, kailangan pumirma ka eh. Sabi, so what he did was to go to another lawyer and he told that lawyer, please do something about this. I want the Lord to be my, my, my partner. And I want him, I, I want to give 51% of what I have. 51%. So the lawyer did that. And so, the rest of the story, I'd like to show this to you. I really don't know what drove me, but something was driving me uh, to make money, to be a business. You couldn't find a job, you know, back in those days. Um, so, you know, you was trying to make money on your own. So uh, I started this silver refining business. I realized I couldn't succeed in this business. Uh, four of the companies had tried it, they failed. And I was praying to God about this disappointment that I had. When all at once he spoke to my heart and said, Stanley, it doesn't need to be a disappointment. You don't need to go broke in your business. Turn it over to me and I'll make it succeed. I said, Lord, if you take this business and make it succeed, I will honor you in every way I possibly can. Well, the first time I went to the attorney, uh, I said, I've come today to make God my senior partner. I'd like to have you make out a legal paper that's effective. We're turning 51% of our business over to the Lord. He looked at me kind of peculiar. And then he said, you want to do what? I said, I want to make God my senior partner. He said, why don't you go think it over for three months? 
Then you come back, we'll have another talk. Um, so I left his office and went to a second attorney who told me exactly the same thing. I said, I'm not going to leave today until you do something about this. He saw I was going to be persistent, so he said, all right, we'll, we'll do something. He said, we'll incorporate your little business, we'll issue stock, and then we'll establish a nonprofit religious foundation, and we'll give 51% of the stock to the foundation. So that's what we did. Well, United States Plastic Corporation is a uh, industrial distributor of plastic products that are used in industry and factories and commercially. And uh, we distribute product uh, across the United States, primarily the 48 continental states of the United States. Last year, 140-some thousand decisions were made as a result of the evangelism from the teams that are supported by United States Plastic Corporation. We, uh, we produce about $4 million a year. And uh, I total up from the beginning and it comes to about 120 million that uh, the company has given for the ministry of the Lord. I love Stanley's clear grasp on eternity. And I think that he looks at his giving and saving and living expenses through that lens. And so every time he goes to make a decision, it's how does this impact eternity? Well, when I went around the world in 1952, the most uh, productive thing I saw in the Christian world was the Ever Creature Crusades in Japan. In 1960, this missionary society ran out of money, so they stopped it. But I couldn't forget it. And in 1968, I went to the president. I said, if I could trust God for $50,000 a year, would you start this Every Creature Crusades up again? And he said, yes. And that, that was 40 years ago. And now we're in uh, 42 countries. And we have over 1,600 men going door to door right now, uh, presenting the Gospel of John, uh, the plan of salvation, and winning souls to Jesus. Then in 1955, I was in South America, my wife and I, and we were speaking in a church. As I was speaking, something happened. The Spirit of God came upon that meeting in a very precious way. And you know, when a person gives his message, he sits down, he's given his burden. But this time, God began to talk to me. Stanley, what's the greatest value in all the world? As I looked at those souls there, I knew the answer. The Bible says one soul is the greatest value in all the world. And then the Lord spoke to me the third time and said, Stanley, if a soul is the greatest value in all the world, <clears throat> would you go back to the United States and turn your entire business over to me and use the prophets to spread the gospel around the world? I said, Lord, you already have 51%. Isn't that enough? And then he spoke to me once more. Stanley, on the cross, I paid it all for you. Now you're my disciple. And uh, I want you to do what I ask you to do. I want you to go back and turn your business over to me. 
you know what? It is very true that one day, there is a song, that just to amplify what Stanley did, he gave 51% and later on he gave 100% of his entire business to the Lord. And still the Lord is still prospering his business. You know what? The business, the work that we have, we don't own that. It's the Lord's. The, the reason why we're working, the reason why we're doing business is not just for us, but it's really to advance his kingdom at the same time. One day in heaven, there's a song that says, thank you for giving to the Lord. The gist of that song, thank you for giving to the Lord because one day, a person in heaven probably will tap you by the shoulder and say, you may not know me. Hindi mo ako kilala. Pero because of your giving, my life was touched and I came to know the Lord as a result of what you did. The, the giving that you are doing in Real Life Foundation, you just don't know the number of students that came to know the Lord as a result of that. That giving you are doing here in this church, you just don't know the number of people who came to know the Lord as a result of what you're doing. The moment that you share whatever that you have in order to advance God's kingdom, you just don't know the people that you are impacting. One day, people will probably tap you by, by, the, by your soul and say, you don't know me, but you know what? What you did really impacted my life. I came to know the Lord, and as a result of this, my mother, my father, even my sibling came to know the Lord as a result of what you did. And I would say that we have to always be reminded that one day there will be a time, you know, wherein we will be in the next life. Use your earthly possession for heavenly investment. I'm referring to lost souls. Use your temporal possession for eternal riches. And I'm referring to heavenly riches that we will receive one day and use your material possession for spiritual riches. And in this, the earthly blessing will come our way. Can we all stand up right now? Listen right now to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I believe that some of you need prayer in this area. Some of you may be going through financial difficulties. Some of you don't know how to be clever in using your finances. Remember, there will be a time wherein God will give an account, especially for the things that we have done here in this world. And I hope that we will use the things that we have for His glory and honor. If your prayer is this, Pastor, pray for me that I will be wise and even shrewd, quote-unquote, in using the things that I have to reach out for people who have not known Christ yet. And even at the same time, advancing the name of Christ and His kingdom. I understand that the money, the things that I have, it's not just for me, it's not just for us, but it's also for Him because He owns everything. If your prayer right now is for you to be on the right track, just raise up your hand right now. And let me pray for you. Just raise up your hand humbly without looking around. Lord, in the name of Jesus, may you step in, Lord, in the life of your children right now. I believe and understand that you have already prepared, Lord, a blessing for them. And I pray, Lord, that once they are blessed, once they receive your blessing, Lord, I pray that their eyes will not be on the blessing, but their eyes will be always on you. Lord, I pray that they will not be so overwhelmed, Lord, with material blessing and financial blessing that they will forget you in their life. Lord, thank you so much because I know that you are speaking, Lord, to your people right now, realigning, Lord God, their priorities, realigning, Lord God, the things, Lord, that they are doing here in this world. 
And it is my prayer, Lord, right now that you are going to continue to use their life so that many people will come to the saving knowledge of Christ, even their family, their loved ones, and the people around them. God, thank you for pouring out your blessing upon your people. You said in your word that you want us to give success and prosperity. And we believe, Lord, that very promise. I believe, Lord, that right now, Lord, you are removing, Lord, even the fear in their hearts. Remove, Lord, the doubts in their hearts. Remove, Lord, anything that will hinder them from trusting in you. And I ask, Lord, that you will step in and reassure them that you have already gone ahead of them, Lord, especially even, Lord God, in their work, in their business. God, release your blessing upon your people. Release it, Lord, so that you can use them as a channel of blessing for many people, Lord God. There's a lot of people who need to know Christ.